Inside the fiery blast of the robot's destruction, another deadly form takes shape. Now there's something you don't see every day. <laughs> she's pretty, she's evil. Let's face it, she's pretty evil. I hope you're not peed off. Oh, you are. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. Two dudes in their 40s and some other guy talk about anime. <laughs> He's pulling props out of nowhere. He's Matt. Well, you know what they say. You just got to get in there and start working the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I could be highly traumatized in your lack of interest, Bill. I'm not going to do one of those voices because I will get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the last time I eat Timothy Leary birdseed. My name is Andy. I thought you were going to give me that one, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey, it's wow. our holiday episode. We haven't done one of these in a little bit. This actually is Matt's idea. Matt said, why don't we do for a holiday episode... Watch an, a holiday-themed anime episode, to which I found a link with a whole bunch, and we scrolled through a little bit, and I made an executive decision immediately that we were going to watch an episode of Samurai Pizza Cats. Now, Matt was trying to get us to watch Tokyo Godfathers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Clearly. And, and, I, <laughs> and I jumped in, and I was like, no, I want to watch Samurai Pizza Cats from the 90s. Uh, and there was literally a holiday episode of the Samurai Pizza Cats. Let's, let's do something uh, stupid. Uh, <laughs> I actually wasn't even thinking about that. I saw it at the draft house on the 14th, so I, <laughs> I had my fix. <laughs> so yes, this week we are going to be reviewing an episode of the Samurai Pizza Cats, episode number 47, which the dub title is The Cheese Who Stole Christmas. <laughs> uh, I want to start... With a, before I even go into the background, I just want to kind of... Bill and I have a history with this show. So much so that I was on a podcast talking about this. Gameable Saturday Morning. Gameable Saturday Morning. Oh. I was a special guest where I did a two-episode run talking about my love of the Samurai Pizza Cats. And it is it was a whole ton of fun. Uh, and Bill and I grew up with it in the 90s when it aired before we went to school. Uh-huh. Even before either of us were any kind of real anime fan. No, yeah. It was just a thing on TV that was weird. I think it was before Sailor Moon. If it wasn't, it was like number two to Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. So it was airing in like like the mornings before like school. Uh, we would watch it in the mornings before school sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it was just the weirdest fucking show to get started with our day. That explains a lot, actually. It honestly does. Between that and Duckman... 
<laughs> but Matt has never seen the show. Uh, to my memory, no. So, Matt, just general question, and we'll get into the specifics of this episode. What were you expecting going in, and did your expectations live up to the actual reality? All I had to go on was what the what the English title was, Samurai Pizza Cats, so I assume cats that are samurai who serve pizza. And You weren't disappointed. <laughs> I, I they guess are all those things. I was surprised by everything they threw into it. Yes. Yeah, like robots. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like the, the Americanisms, or Westernisms, or whatever, mostly. The opening and a little bit of the Japanese version, just to see what they may have nipped, which seems to be quite a lot, because they had to like fit in two commercial breaks. <laughs> so I've found out through that, that they do live in a city that's a combination of the past and the future, and they are robots. We were debating that, watching it, whether they're robots or they're cyborgs. And I was pretty sure they were straight-up robots. It's easier to tell on some characters than others. Yeah. The Wikipedia article for the original anime, which was titled Kyoto Ninden Teyandi, which actually translates directly to Cat Ninja Legend Teyandi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, aired okay. on... Yep, aired on TV Tokyo from February 1990 to February 1991 for 54 episodes. On the Wikipedia page, they describe the town as, well, the, the town is Edoropolis, which is a portmanteau of Edo uh, and Metropolis. This sort of like mechanical city fused with Japanese feudal culture. So that is, that is what we have here. The English version was Samurai Pizza Cats. And Samurai Pizza Cats was acquired by Saban Entertainment, who are probably best known in our childhood for Power Rangers. Correct. Go, go, Power Rangers! And they picked up the license for Pizza Cats, or for... Kato Nintendiande. Yes. A little, little bit of interesting things that I found here. When they acquired it, they did not acquire proper translations for the show. No shit. So they made they made the call to just do their own complete version with no understanding of what the episodes or the characters or anything actually were. They just watched the video and totally did what, you know, we saw with like Shin Chan, where it's just yep. like, yep, here's the characters and we're just going to make shit up. <laughs> just go ham on it. Just, yeah. And it ran for 52 episodes of the 54, so it must have cut a couple. Yeah, recap episodes, I read. Yes. Oh, okay. I figured it was dirty episodes. <laughs> no, they just got around some of that, you know, in other ways. It actually is brought... If you want to watch uh, Samurai Pizza Cats or the original Japanese subtitle, you can find it on Crunchyroll. And apparently, last year, it also made its way onto Peacock. Of course. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the NBC streaming app, where yeah. you can also watch all the WWE events. And Quantum Leap. And Quantum Leap. Yes. And Resident Alien. <laughs> yes. yes. I don't know that one. Alan Tudyk. Oh, there you go. So, I think it's... We're just going to run through the episode. How's that sound? Yeah, so sounds like what we do. <laughs> so, we begin in another day, like normal in Little Tokyo, as long as another day... Is Christmas because it's Christmas in Little Tokyo? Hooray! <laughs> I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the American names. Uh, Bill and I and, and like Matt already mentioned we all watch the uh, Americanized dub, so we're gonna probably use the American names as we go through. And as we spoke about, they are basically not the same show. Yeah, like we're, we use the American names because those are the characters we're talking about because they bear very little resemblance to the original characters. And being my first time, I didn't really catch the names, so it's up to you too. 
Well, here we go. We're introduced to our our uh, group of cats, our main characters. The cat in the white armor is Speedy Servici. Speedy Service. Yes. And not Gonzalez. Yes. Which is Yataro, apparently, in the original. Yataro. I guess like we describe him, he's, he's brash, loud. He is the anime protagonist. He is the yeah. anime protagonist. <laughs> um, we have in pink, polyester. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a fabric. Or a Puru Run. Puru Run? Puru Run. Puru Run, run. is the uh, original one. I've had a Poo Poo Run before. She's... <laughs> no. <laughs> she is... You're at Taco Bell and Chipotle the same day? <laughs> she is a very angry and serious worker. She's constantly beating up her coworkers, which is <laughs> problematic when you really think about it. The, the, uh, the violent female archetype. Yep. Kind of a chi-chi thing from Dragon Ball Z. A little bit of chi-chi. <laughs> and then in blue, we have Guido Anchovy. Guido. Really? <laughs> which is a great name. That's problematic on its own right. <laughs> it really is. Guido is a cool cat who is always horny. I mean, so is Speedy, but like he's constantly trying to get laid. Right. Cat boys. Yes. Yeah, he, he's the, <laughs> he's the kind of archetypical second banana. I kind of like Guido better than all of them. Even though I always kind of like associate with Speedy generally. But like, really thinking about it, Guido, Guido's more fun in a lot of ways. They have, like, a Looney Tunes kind of, like, relationship. Like, they're always constantly, like, one-upping each other in, like, slapstick comedy. Correct. Well, the show in general has a lot of slapstick to it. Uh, by the way, Guido's uh, Japanese name is Sukashi. Sukashi. Now, are any of the American voice actors people we would know? Let's see. Guido Anchovy is voiced by Terence Scamell. He's got a Wikipedia page, so that's good. Oh. He's been in... He's done episodes with of Bionicles. Uh-huh. He's got a decent list, but nothing that's jumping out is like anything that I really know. The Tofus? What okay. the fuck is the Tofus? <laughs> Darth Bobo on Tripping the Rift. <laughs> nice. I barely remember Tripping the Rift. <laughs> he's, he's done a lot of weird stuff that I've never actually watched. H2O Mermaid Adventures. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't know any of these. So no, polyester is Sanja Ball is the name uh, that I've got there, and it doesn't have a link to Wikipedia. Uh, Rick Jones is who plays Speedy, and Rick Jones has also has a huge list of uh, uh, holy crap! Isn't that the Incredible Hulk's buddy? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his list. He's got a huge list of of stuff that he's been in, but I'm not. Again, once again, there's nothing that's like jumping out. That I'm like, I know exactly what that is. Oh, wait. No, he runs OCP, right? And OCP runs the cops? You know me. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's... Dick, Dick Jones, that's Dick <laughs> He's done a bunch of, like... I see Care Bears on here, and that's, like, the the uh, like the like biggest thing. And the Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin. He has some additional voices on there. Uh, okay. <laughs> the one not in armor is Francine, or Otama, uh, voiced by Pauline Little... She was on The Bill, um, The Mystery Files of Shelby Woo. Woo! She was Rita Shaw in Shelby Woo. I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, that was a, oh, she was also in a couple episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark. She did a bunch of Nickelodeon stuff, it looks like. Okay, fair enough. Okay, and a bunch of animated stuff. She was in Maya the Bee. She was Maya from Maya the Bee. I remember Maya the Bee. And she is the grandma in Caillou. Oh, God. <laughs> ah. And she was also on Tripping the Rift. <laughs> there you go. She's, a, she's actually in more things that I actually recognize. So, 
So anyway, back. Maya the Bee was a weird show. It really was. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're bringing it up. <laughs> what a trip. Like, I thought I made that up for years. <laughs> Like, what the fuck was that? And then <laughs> I need to go back and watch an episode of Maya the Bee. And then somebody brought it up, and I was like, I wasn't making that up. Like, I didn't know what it was called. It just, like, it wasn't, a- wasn't there a show about a little girl bee that, like, <laughs> just talked to other bugs and learned shit? <laughs> yep, Japanese kids show. Is it a Japanese kids show? Yep. Thought it was an American kids show. We shit. <laughs> well, our protagonists are all standing with each holding a Christmas gift. By the way, they're all the same size, the narrator notes. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. To which Speedy, again, one of the cool things about the show is they're constantly breaking the fourth wall. So, like, the narrator's saying these things, and Speedy just, like, talks back to the narrator. He's like, no, mine's bigger. <laughs> Guido says he got fingernail brushes? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. As a, as a, a gift from, uh, what's her name? Polly. Or Francine? Yeah, because I, I, I watched that little bit in the uh, Japanese, and that was her gift. Oh, okay. Or, well, a uh, manicure set. Polly's the only one who knows the, the real spirit of Christmas is being with your friends and not caring about the commercialism. <laughs> and then she gets laughed at by all of her friends because she believes that. <laughs> it's about presents! Another character shows up. It's Lucille. She's a ram. What? Yeah, with horns. With horns, yeah. She's like she's like a, she's like a goat or a ram or something like that. A sheep. She's a sheep. Yeah. She's voiced by Susan Glover. Oh, that's why she looks so different. Also known as Mrs. Wood and Arthur. And Arthur. Okay. <laughs> she was an Arthur. So this is probably really confusing if you if you're not familiar with the character of Lucille. Her thing is she has rockets in her hair that when she gets really upset they fire and blow everything up. Yeah, like rocket, like not rockets in her hair. Like her hair is our rocket boxes. Yes. Yeah, she's a robot. They flip open like fucking Gundam, like Gundam heavy arms. Yes. <laughs> so, so they make fun of her. They're like, "Ooh, what are you gonna do? Blow us up?" And of course, she gets upset and then blows them up. <laughs> Who could have ever seen that coming? <laughs> That's happened once per episode. So they were just like really lazy with it this time. We cut to the antagonist of the story, which is the big cheese. Hmm. A rat. A rat. rat. A rat, in quotes. It looks more like a fox to me. It is a fox. It is actually a fox. Yeah. A dirty rat of a fox. In the Japanese anime, you can tell, because his name is Kitsunezuka. Kitsunezuka. Cool. Uh, Kitsunezuka Koon no Kami. Koon no Kami. And, like, I straight up remember him being a rat. I haven't watched the show in decades. I was like, how did that ever get past anybody? Like, I would almost think it was a Mandela effect if I didn't know anime was translated so weird. Because, <laughs> uh-huh. like, I remember him with a rat tail and, like, a rat face and stuff. I was like, that's clearly a fox. <laughs> I'm looking up the voice actor right now, Dean Hagopian. And there's not much about him, but it says he's a Canadian actor, former radio personality, and musician, as well as a record producer. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> right. He was a member of the musical group The Staccatos, and then later the five-man electrical band. How many uh, were in that band? I think five. The answer will surprise you. (laughs) (laughs) Find out after the break card. No, I'm kidding. Clearly a character who is a little too, quote-unquote, gay. Yeah, it was the 90s. Yeah. And Japan doesn't have the best track record anyway with gay characters. Yeah. And neither did America at the time. Yeah, yeah. And although I can't argue with the voice choice a ton... Because it was clear that the character was super offensively gay, even in the original series. 
Yeah, yeah, the villain gay trope. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was necessarily the correct choice, but at least I understand why it was a choice. I talked about it in uh, in the Gameable uh, episode quite a bit, about how torn I am with this character. Because you you love him and you shouldn't. Because I I do, I love him. It's just, he's he's one of my favorite characters from this whole thing. Like, he's... He's hilarious, and and I'm sure looking back, because my cats are fighting and killing each other. Uh, as, <laughs> I, as I look back, <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's something. <laughs> I know they're actually they're actually fighting. It's weird. <laughs> uh, no, as I as I think back and look back, like I don't know if he was formative or what. Like I just <laughs> I just love the big cheese. Well, you heard it here, folks. The big cheese made Andrew gay. <laughs> he might have. Oh, um, no. So he wakes up. He's, it's midday, he's still sleeping, and he's in a nightgown uh, and cap, and he's so excited because it's Christmas, and he wants presents. He goes to a giant, like, stocking yep. that's, like, twice his size, and he says, and this is where I think they're censoring a little bit, this is a little bit of the 90s censorship, because he says, oh, I can't wait to have a dancing partner, someone I can dance with, but it's literally who's just him pre- in a dress. as pretty as me, yeah. 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 He just wanted a dress. No, yeah, he just wanted to dress up like a woman. That's that. Was... Is it? So they censored it a little I guess... bit. So, 90 censorship. At its and best. that was what I was getting at is at least I understand the character choice. It wasn't out of, you may be offensive, but at least it wasn't out of left field. Ah, <laughs> okay. I'm both confused. I was confused on that, on that point. Yeah. He said he wanted a dance partner and then it cuts to a picture of him in a dress yeah, dancing. He wanted a dress dance partner as pretty as him is what he says. Um, but it's clearly, yeah. So I'm hoping, I think that was, I think he was hoping there was another person. That's what they want you to believe. But yes, in actuality, I'm pretty sure he just wanted, Makeup and a dress. I don't dancing uh-huh. lesson. Yeah, he wants something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to look pretty, uh, but instead, I I think he literally wanted another person. Well, to quote unquote, what he dance got, with what he got was Jerry. Adler. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, name, which is the name. Jerry is his first name. Patrick is his last name. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Jerry Atrick. His yep. Japanese name is uh, Karasu Geno Genarasai. Karasu means crow. So that's like Gen Jerry kind of. Gena Rasai, voiced by Mark Camacho. Camacho, Mark Camacho. Now that's a name I'm pretty sure I know from a lot of stuff. I'm not just thinking of Macho. He's been in... I, that's yeah. that, That's what I would have thought of. T. Barnum, Rudy, the Rudy Giuliani story from 2003. <laughs> Animation, Young Robin Hood, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Everybody on this show is on Tripping the Rift. Tripping the Rift. Jeez. <laughs> It doesn't shock me that there's that much crossover between the two. <laughs> well, anyway, the big cheese does not get his dress or a dance partner. He got geriatric, who's like, <laughs> who gets a heart around him, and he says, "What? We're not going to go out for New Year's Eve?" I think there was probably some, if I remember the show correctly, it's been a while. I, I do think there was like a cr- geriatric had like a weird crush on the big cheese and uh, like a like a Smithers Wayland Smithers kind of or or like a like a. Raised grandpa kind of thing, or oh yeah, okay, like dirty old man. Well, he he backs, he kind of backs away from that affection though by going, oh man, what what am I saying? What am I doing here? That's the last time I eat Timothy Leary birdseed, <laughs> which is a hell of a reference. That's uh, that reference surprised me. That yeah. For those that don't know, it's a reference to uh, a a pop culture psychiatric icon of the uh, 1960s who did a lot of a lot of uh tests with LSD and mushrooms 
and other things that were very counterculture at the time and got a, either gets a lot of flack from some people or a lot of praise from some people. Uh, we wouldn't be anywhere, we wouldn't be any, near the place we are today without the Wizard of Weed and whatnot. <laughs> Not a good reference for a kid's show. <laughs> Surprising reference for a kid's show. Just in case the parents are watching with the kids. <laughs> There's another one later that I'm like, whoa. Daddy, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, uh, I'll tell you later, uh, son. I always used to think the reference uh, Drink the Kool-Aid referred to Jonestown. Like the massacre, like yeah. being part of a yeah. cult and not, right. not realizing it was Timothy Leary just like putting acid in the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. No, you're correct. It was Jonestown. It was Flavor-Aid. No, it was Flavor-Aid in Jonestown, but the re- the... The metaphor, drinking the Kool-Aid, I believe refers to Timothy Leary because he used Kool-Aid to deliver the LSD. You know, I'm not surprised that Samurai Pizza Cats is leading into drug culture talk. Not at all. <laughs> not in the least. There was some high teenager, like, didn't want to go to school. was just, like, <laughs> toking it up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I was starting to have a little, I had a little bit of uh I had a little bit of a red versus blue thought around this point. Are the bad guys gay robots? <laughs> Bef- I mean, yes. Be- before I watched the opening to the Japanese and realized, okay, yeah, they are robots. Well, this scene goes on for a little bit, but then we cut over to Emperor Fred and Princess Vi. Fred. Are our next characters. <laughs> uh, Emperor Fred. Hey, Fred. Just goes, for red. For red. For red, for red. Yeah, he's, uh, that character's not changed too much, I think, from the original. Like, he's just kind of inept, like, in both versions. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's a big dopey panda, so. Yeah. In the Japanese version, he's, uh, Tokugawa uh, Ai Ai. And he's played by Mark Hellman, who doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so I can't help you there. Princess Vi, or Violet, uh, in the Japanese version, Tokugawa Usako, meaning rabbit, um, it was played by Liz McRae. Well, the Emperor and the Princess are opening up gifts on Christmas, and she got just what she wanted. Uh, a me clock. A uh, her clock. <laughs> because cause it's got her picture on it, and uh, she pops out of her own clock going, Don't tick me off! Because <laughs> clocks tick. Which is a great pun. Fred gets a doll of himself. Ooh. For Red. <laughs> and it's a great scene. He's like, for red, and pokes in and goes, for red. He goes, for red, and he goes, for red. Okay. Big Cheese is so pissed off at everything, because everyone gets presents but him. He hasn't uh-huh. gotten a present. He got geriatric in a, in a sock. Even the, <laughs> even the extras are getting presents, and the producer's <laughs> family. Producer! Again, fourth wall. Great. <laughs> oh, geriatric is hiding a present. And it falls out of his ass, apparently. And he's like, I mean, I got it for you. But it turns uh-huh. out it's like, I guess, extra claws or slippers or... Yeah, some kind of bird-related thing. Uh, he gets the crap kicked out of him. For- as as all who give bad gifts should. <laughs> like, like, Big Cheese puts them on like claw gloves. Yes. So maybe they're like samurai weapons. Yeah, like there, I know there was an old like a uh, ninja kind of claw weapon that went on, like that. Yeah, like the yeah. assassin in Diablo Two. Okay, the the, the, yeah. the claw things. Yeah, yeah. We get a flashback of Big Cheese when he was a little kid. He got a real boy's toy, uh, which is a bull pulling a cart. He's like, "What's this bull?" That's Barrow Set. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
And then he vows that he's going to make Santa's name synonymous with along anyone along the lines of, like, Attila the Hun or something, he says. Which is another, like, random-ass reference for a kid's show. Hey, he was a bad news dude. He was strictly no fun. <laughs> uh, we go back out into the city. We go to the pizza shop specifically. It's hopping. There are orders coming in like crazy. It's the holidays. No one wants to cook. Guess what I actually had for dinner today? Pizza? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so brisket sandwich? Um, including an order of 32 sausage and mint jelly pizzas. <laughs> um, Speedy is, a, is not yeah. back from an order, and Polly is not happy. We cut out to the city, and we get a common pair here uh, of a mother and a son who appear in every single episode of Pizza Cats. Yeah. Uh, and during this conversation, they always are like the weird, wisecracking... <laughs> kind of pair um the son asks says why doesn't dad come out shopping with us and he says and she says he'd rather stay home and wait for the trickle down theory to start working uh-huh. reaganomics <laughs> <laughs> radical i love that again a ref- wild reference for a kid show absolutely yeah <laughs> following that up immediately is reworked lyrics to the monty python lumberjack song which I loved. I'm a pizza I'm, I'm, I'm a okay. pizza cat. I'm okay. Make dough at night and bake on uh, bake by day. My looks ain't are not too bad. I carry pizzas through the town up steep hills and then he just kinda stops. Like he was just the tune. Definitely the actor was probably ad libbing a parody and just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. It's fucking wild. I, I'm I'm not kidding when I say I suspect seventy five percent of this is ad lib. Oh yeah. I would not doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Good companion piece to ghost stories. Yes. Um, oh, Santa's here. Dropping presents for all the good little boys and girls. Um, these presents are masks that when they put them on their face, it's glued to them. That's what he says. That's what he says. Although you see there's like little hands at the end of them. They're like latched onto their faces. They can't be taken off because they have super glue on them. That's what he says. Uh, when, oh. but he is Big Cheese. Big Cheese and uh, Bad Bird is the other bird that's in. Uh, this is a different bird. This is Bad Bird. I thought I was got confused for a second. Did he say Brad Bird? No, nope. Brad Bird wasn't Bad a bird. thing at this time, was he? <laughs> uh, or Karamaru is the name of this character in Japan. He is the. He's the, essentially the sort of like the Goldar to the Power Rangers. He's like the. He's the, the like dragon. just like the the main general. He is what they call in tropes the dragon. He is he is the badass that works for the the big the main bad guy. He's the virile of this show. <laughs> we cut to another character, Big Al Dente. <laughs> I just love it. It's so good. He's essentially he essentially uh, is the go between for like the shogun, right? The emperor and uh, and the pizza cats to fight crime. He's like he's like he's like the police commissioner. Yeah, he's like a palace guard police dog. He's a police dog. Yeah, I just realized that. <laughs> I just now caught that. I just now got that. Yeah, I... or is he a dog? Or is he a dog of the government? Could be dog of war. Dog of war. He actually realizes, of course, that it's the big cheese because he always does, and he calls out the pizza cats. Where we get the same sequence we get in every episode of the launch and transformations. Matt, how did you like the sort of like stereotypical transformation <laughs> theme song and 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 whatnot? Pretty good. Uh, I I'm I I may be wrong, but I think it's 
jumping down the chutes is a parody of Go Lion or the original Voltron. Voltron, yeah, yep. mm-hmm. certainly. Yep, yep. They always did that to get into the. Uh, they always jump down into. Oh, all right. their, their that my like that. my foggy memory of the ancient past <laughs> was not leading me astray. The old magics. <laughs> I love, I've always loved that they get this new armor that looks exactly the same as their old yeah, armor. Very, I mean, there is exactly the same, but it's very, like, I think that's part of the joke that it, it looks very, like, very, Basically very Basically the same. And they don't show you the parts that actually look the same or look different. Like, they put the the cuffs on, but they just look like white cuffs. They don't show you the... <laughs> because that's, those are the outfits that the animators were used to drawing and they didn't want to change it up. <laughs> There is a change-up, though, this time. We don't see it until after their launch, which, by the way, is out of a giant revolver. Yep, that Francine aims with a little revolver. Of course. (laughs) They're wearing Santa outfits. To restore Santa's good name. Yes. Polly gives, like, a a long-winded, like, description of it. It's really great. We get our typical scene with the mother and the son. The mother and son usually only show up after they're launching. And then we see them out, like, like commenting and making fun of the Pizza Cats. Um, this time they can't because the mom has a mask on her face <laughs> and he like tries to ask a question, uh, and she's just like stuck with this mask on her face trying to pull it off. And he's like, you know, I could be highly traumatized in your lack of interest in me. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's a very psychological episode. Uh, we cut the big cheese. He's giving away more. We cut to big cheese. That's key. Uncle Pay la fromage. Who cut the cheese. <laughs> Freakazoid, Freakazoid. Freakazoid, yeah. I got that reference. Big Cheese is giving out more presents until the cats crash right into him. Um, and then... This is a Big Cheese. He's a no-gooder. No. <laughs> Fuck. I'm pretty sure I made a gooder joke when we were watching it. I think you did. <laughs> so... The, the pizza cats drop down to the ground. They're wearing their Santa outfits. And one of the townsfolk says, Hey, I didn't know Santa was triplets. Yeah, right? <laughs> Check your grammar there. <laughs> so they stop people from putting on the masks, new people from putting on the masks. Uh, this is when Bad Bird jumps into action and he throws a bomb and the bomb explodes. And then they lose their outfit somehow. And they're like, Oh my God, they're not Santa at all. And one guy goes, But I like that girl's beard. Yeah, that was uh, uh, some comment there. Well, Big Cheese is trying to get the sleigh up and running again, which is busted. And Speedy goes, "Not you're not going anywhere. Not while I can pull out great props from nowhere." <laughs> yeah. Which is a claw on a on a on a yeah, rope. like a like a fucking kung fu movie claw. <laughs> yep. And then he pulls the sleigh to the townspeople, who just start beating the shit out of the Big Cheese. Yeah. Just. Mob violence. Yay. <laughs> um, just, cue the big robot of the episode. They just fucking January 6th him. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cut to the big robot of the episode. Yeah, Every the, episode has the, to have a big robot of some sort. Yeah, in this, the, in this case, a drunk salary man. <laughs> a drunk Japanese yeah. man on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I, I said that like... I'm pretty sure this is not okay and racist. I don't. I can't put my finger on exactly what's going on. It's kind of like it reminds me of Shin Chan, where Shin Chan's dad always would come home in the American dub and be like, "Another day of my soul crushing job." Where <laughs> 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 he, he comes home drunk half the time in the episode. Yeah, gotta jo- gotta join the boss for those beers. Um, he uses all kinds of weapons, like one of those like party 
pop things with like the yeah. ribbons. Yeah. That, that that tie Speedy up. He's got um one of those little like whistle things that like unfurl and like it shoots gnomes at them. <laughs> <laughs> to which Guido uses his sunspot umbrella to deflect. Uh, and Polly uses her uh, hearts that she throws, like ninja stars. But they, uh-huh. they punch holes in the umbrella, don't they? I think they do. I don't know. But then he turns his party hat into a drill. Like you do. Like you do. You uh, Spe- Speedy uses his swords to cut open the robot to reveal a second robot. Yeah. Jordan Baker from Great Gatsby for some reason? What? What? A female golfer. I, I didn't play that game. Okay, that's fair. A female golfer pops out. And she tees off, literally, to which Speedy also says, I hope you're not teed off. Oh, no, you are. <laughs> She's a sexy bird lady golfer. Tweet, tweet. For mm-hmm. some reason, why? Why is this tr- why, why is this happening? I don't know. All I know is she's pretty and she's evil. She's pretty evil. You know what they say inside every drunken salary man <laughs> is a pretty lady golfer. <laughs> Just waiting to get teed off. <laughs> I killed him. (laughs) She sets down a ball on a tee, and then she starts shagging some balls. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and she baby. goes. I love, I love, I love the, you know, like you need four, right? But then she goes uh-huh. four, five, six, <laughs> seven, twelve, twenty-three, skidoo, <laughs> twenty-three, skidoo, and then throws like needles, the like the needles like uh-huh. that. Well, one dude had uh, in uh, Gungrave. I, were they were they supposed to be like golf tees? No, because no, they look like, like little lances. Yeah, yeah, I. One of those things know, was... that the one guy, Bob, not Bob, but Bob's no, friend. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The 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 needles. I can't really call them the Sinpa, Sinpa or Zenbai or something like that. But Sinbon, I think. Sinbon, because we call yeah, it Sinbon. We, we made Sinbon jokes. You're yes. right. Yes, but yeah, but I was just trying to like attach it to golfing. I have no you know, idea. The only sharp like pressure point they, they needles. Really, they were the golf. They were the golf pencils or or tees. <laughs> uh, what I think I can think of. <laughs> they're uh, <laughs> they're markers for where your ball lands. Maybe. There you go. But then we get... She has bees? Yeah. And a mommy's? Well, I thought I bought ball barkers. They were something completely different. <laughs> I don't know why she's popping peas at us. Like, yeah, that's, why? that's weird, too. She gets Andy, those, uh, Andy, 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 can you please just give peas a chance? <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle this episode. There must be a pun we missed in Japanese. I, there's got to be. Uh, there's got to be a pun with golfing and, and peas. Uh, maybe I'll watch the Japanese and get back to you later. Yeah, okay, thanks. Uh, then we get what is normal for every episode. Speedy wins the day with his magical Ginzu sword. Ooh. Correct. He blows up the robot. Robot go boom. Robot go boom. second sword that doesn't do anything but pop out of the bottom of his main sword sheath. Yes. So he uh, can double sword blast the bad guy. Yes. So yeah, oh, uh, I just that's so, a... so the special effects artists have something to do. Yeah, even though it's reused footage. I was gonna say it's even funnier because uh-huh. there's a cute little thing just before he fires his uh, sword beam blast. The energy forms a cat's eye. 
Yes. yes. Yep. It's a big circle in the cat's eyes. Good little, yep. little, nice little touch. I like it. Bad Bird gets blown away with Big Cheese, and he says, Why does he always beat us with that sword? To which Big Cheese says, So stuntmen will always have a job. <laughs> Speedy twirls his swords and says, Remember, kids, eat your pizza. So the townsfolk are saved, except they're not, because they're, the masks are still stuck on their faces. But Santa shows up, a.k.a. Big Al and Francine, with a solvent of some sort. Yeah, magical anti-super glue solvent. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the cat's posed by a tree, and then the real Santa shows up for some reason. Who isn't an animal or a robot. He's just Santa. Just Santa. He's just Santa. Also, sprinkling solvent all over a whole town of robots seems like a bad idea. Probably true. <laughs> Before we close off, I have to recite to you. Okay, oh, I guess we no. got to. <laughs> the Pizza Cats fan club oath. You said close off. <laughs> because it's... Because I still know it mostly by heart. I haven't pulled up just in case. The Pizza Cats are samurai. And I'd like to note, their antics take your breath away like furballs in your throat. We kittens are a special breed. We never call retreat. Whenever Big Cheese knocks us down, we land upon our feet. So hail to thee, O Pizza Cats. Please ring your little bell. Although you may be pen and ink, we know you'll fight like... Pizza Cats! Instead of hell. I love that. <laughs> ah. For the kids. For the kids. For the children. For the children. And, and the ringing of their bell was like their emergency call beacon thing. Yes, that was, they would, it would flick their bell and everyone's bell would ring and they would know. So that's Pizza Cats. <laughs> there's, episode 47. And there, there's, there's a couple of references, uh, fun, references in the uh, end credits to it. Like, mm-hmm. okay. spiritual advisor Hogan the Wonder Cat. <laughs> yep. I pointed that out when you were watching it. <laughs> and the really weird one, singing sensation Googie Gomez. <laughs> I saw something about that. Uh, that's that's a, that's a character played by Rita Moreno in a movie from the 70s called The Ritz. Oh, which, okay. <laughs> which was about something that doesn't exist anymore, gay bathhouses. Oh, Okay. So I don't. I assume, not they don't exist exist. Anymore? I assume they don't exist anymore. People well, are somehow. It was a pretty. F- I saw it once. It was. It was a. It was. It was a funny enough movie. Now's the time of the episode. We're talking about our thoughts on the Samurai Pizza Cats. I'm so. I'm just so glad to revisit any Pizza Cats. I love this show so much. It's is an important cornerstone of my childhood, and is one of those early anime that I didn't know was anime but just loved, and God, it's just, it's so fucking funny. I love it. It's great. My dude, I just found out Maya the Bee was anime. (laughs) 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 I'm still dealing with that. (laughs) Bill, does this, does this remind, does this is everything you remember from your It's more than I remember because a lot of that went over my head. (laughs) A lot of it went over my head. Matt, thoughts on Pizza Cats? Well, I'm glad the credits informed us that no animal was hurt or mistreated during the making of this cartoon. <laughs> As for the show itself, uh, a lot of funny jokes, a lot of mad jokes, a lot of weird references, a lot of not-so-great references. Uh, all in all, I'd say uh, Samurai Pizza Cats is... Uh, it's a meow mix.
<laughs> and with that, this has been Tuning Japanese. I hope you all have a merry holiday, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you that you that you celebrate. <laughs> Yaxmas. Uh, 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 mm, Jap- this is Tuning Japanese a podcast for three dudes talk about anime. Uh, that's the last time I eat Timothy Leary birdseed. My name is Andy. Well, I'm pulling out props from nowhere. I'm Matthew. I suppose you guys could be highly traumatized by my lack of. What now? Bill, Bill, come on. Be present. Be present, Bill. Uh, I'm Bill. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time. Kisses. Magical Ginsu Sword. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Patrons also have access to our brand new series, Tuning In, where we watch the first episode of an anime and give you our first impressions. Special thanks to Brian Nash and Superfan Matt. He likes to dress wildflowers. He puts on women's clothing and hangs around in bars. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he works all day.